Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Acting as moderator for tonight's broadcast. I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. Hey, here's a billion-dollar idea, a desalination plant that only handles red waves. It's high noon. It's high noon. For Friday, November 27th, 2020, you can follow the podcast at I'm Your Moderator on Parlor. I also now have a Telegram channel. Uh, it's just t.me slash I'm your moderator. I think that that's how you get there. Or you can search I'm your moderator on Telegram. And a friend of mine set that up for me. Thank you to her. Uh, that's like one of those. Trump has one, which you should follow, by the way, if you're not. But you can basically just disseminate information. And I turned off like messages and conversation and stuff because I don't have the time or energy to have a massive text chain going, but it will allow me to get information out once I quit Instagram and when and if I get shut down on other platforms, even though Twitter and Instagram is pretty much pretty much the whole kit and caboodle, you know? Uh, so I'm there and thank you to those of you who are supporting the podcast financially on the Substack. Uh, I'm your moderator.substack.com. And that's all I have to say about that. I hope you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving. I hope that you 
rubbed mashed potatoes on as many people as you could find. I hope that there was a red wave shaped jello mold and that if you didn't have jello, you substituted cranberry sauce and made a red wave out, out of that. So the red wave is still flowing. And anyone who thinks that Joe Biden is going to be president has a very rude awakening coming. And that is the rude awakening that we have all been waiting for. And I will. I know I said I was going to do this if the million MAGA march was as big as the women's march. And I think it was. But once the the rude awakening really happens for the Biden voters, I think I really might just just giggle through an entire episode of High Noon. And I'll try to do like real low-key giggles and some real crazy giggles, maybe some like the mwa-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha, like evil movie villain laugh. I'll experiment. And then who knows how it'll come out. But that will be forever known as the giggle episode. I probably won't do it. So on War Room this morning, uh, Pennsylvania State Senator Doug Mastriano, who held that hearing. God, I was going to say last week, but it was two days ago. It feels like last week because Thursday Thanksgiving always feels like a Sunday IRL. But it was only two days ago. The, he, he held the hearing that Rudy Giuliani presented their mountains of evidence in Pennsylvania, and he said this morning on War Room that the Pennsylvania state legislature will be taking back the power to name electors to the Electoral College. And that is wonderful news because that is a firewall of all firewalls. They ultimately have the say on who goes and represents Pennsylvania, and it is well within their rights to declare that the election there is null and void because it is. The fraud there is overwhelming and they should be seating only electors for Donald Trump. There are no two ways about it. Here is some interesting stuff for you. Michael Tracy compiled this series of old tweets and there's an article in The Federalist about it. But it was showing prominent media figures on the left, DeRay McKesson, Chris Hayes, E.J. Dion, Steven Pinker, Paul Krugman, Joe Biden's chief of staff, Ron Klain. God, they're so pathetic. Uh, these are all from 2016 talking about how they should encourage faithless electors, which are the electors sent to go vote in the Electoral College for either Donald Trump or Joe Biden. But obviously back then it was Trump or Clinton. But that they would get to the Electoral College and then be faithless electors, which means that though they were sent to vote for Donald Trump, they should instead exercise their power to vote for Joe Biden. So when they complain that the state legislature is taking back their power to seat electors. Remember that all of the same people were actually encouraging something far worse than that in 2016 to try to make it so Donald Trump could not be president, even though he won. 
it's important to keep their hypocrisy in mind. A guy named Lawrence Lessig wrote an op-ed for the Washington Post that was retweeted by, among other people, Joy Reid. The Constitution lets the Electoral College choose the winner. They should choose Clinton. Okay, cool. That's perfect. It's so great that they all agree about this. So when Joy Reid cries on national television and pretends that something is racist, because of course that's what they're going to do. She's going to say that them taking the power back that they rightly constitutionally already have, that that will be racist. And what she's going to say is that they're overriding the will of the voters in urban communities in Philadelphia and Pittsburgh. And that will be a lie. The people who overrode those votes were in the Democrat Party. That's what stealing an election is. When you misrepresent the votes of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of people, you are disenfranchising them. Not the party that wants only legal votes to count because that's what we depend on. Voting doesn't mean anything if you just get to go collect ballots and fill them in yourself or make up new ballots or change in the computer what those ballots actually say. So when this step happens, it will not be the fault of Republicans. It will be the fault of Democrats. No one made them cheat except China. Also from the Federalist, which, by the way, has been doing excellent work. Let me come back to that for a second. I just want to say this. If you think that the New York Times and the Washington Post are better sources right now than the Federalist, War Room, Gateway Pundit, National Pulse, uh, Revolver, I think it's Revolver.news, but the Revolver site, all of them, all of them, all of them are doing better work than the New York Times, the Washington Post, CNN, MSNBC, Fox, all of the mainstream media outlets, the Daily Beast, the Atlantic, the fucking Atlantic, man, never. Well, I guess the New Yorker fell just as dramatically, but the New Yorker and the Atlantic used to be some of the most respected publications in the country. Like I used to love them. They were really good. But Steve Jobs' widow bought the Atlantic and Axios for that matter. And it's not the same as it used to be at all. The writers are lower quality. The opinions are not interesting. And all of them, more or less, are completely compromised or too dumb to see their own shadow. They continuously publish nonsense about COVID. Absolute, utter nonsense. Like back in the spring when Amanda Mull wrote Georgia's experiment in human sacrifice because Georgia was going to take the first steps to reopen back in early May. Where was Georgia's death spike? Nowhere. 
they've published a thousand David from conspiracy theories about Trump and Russia. I mean, no one, no one looks more clownish than he does the last four years at this point. It is ridiculous. But all of these conservative outlets now that aren't as glossy, they're not presented the same way as the New York Times and the Washington Post. That looks so serious, so austere. They're not that. And I understand that. By the way, the Donald.win is a great source, too. That is like the Internet hub of people who will find anything and everything to support this cause. Like you can get the raw data there. You can get everything. It's really incredible. And there's a lot of, of course, memes and they're occasionally offensive. If there are words that you don't like, but there's great information on all of those sites and there's no information in the New York times and the Washington post and CNN. It is preposterous what they do. And I cannot wait until all of that is fully exposed and they just crash and burn because that is what's coming. There is no escape for them. They have already lost reality, beat them. Our information stream beat them. They lost and it's pathetic. So anyway, back to the, uh, the Federalist article. It is called, and you should go read this yourself, Five More Ways Joe Biden Magically Outperformed Election Norms. And congratulations to Joe Biden because what a performance it was. He turned sometimes four or five people coming out to see his rallies into 80 million votes. And some might think that's impossible, but did you know about cheating? When you cheat, all sorts of things are possible. So number one, 80 million votes. That is crazy. The Federalist says, holy moly. A lot of Americans turned out for a Washington politician who's been in office for nearly 50 years. Consider this. No incumbent president in nearly a century and a half has gained votes in a reelection campaign and still lost. President Trump gained more than 10 million votes since his 2016 victory. But Biden's appeal was so substantial that it overcame President Trump's record support among minority voters. Biden also shattered Barack Obama's own popular vote totals, really calling into question whether it was not perhaps Biden who pulled Obama across the finish lines in, 20, in 2008 and 2012. Proving how sharp his political instincts are, the former vice president managed to gather a record number of votes while consistently trailing President Trump in measures of voter enthusiasm. Biden was so savvy that he motivated voters unenthusiastic about his campaign to vote for him in record numbers. Yeah. Good point, Federalist. He really is impressive. Biden dragged Obama across the finish line. Good point. So see, that fits in with the idea that that America is still very racist because they didn't actually vote for Obama. They voted for Joe Biden. They chose the white man at the bottom of the ticket and they loved him so much that they 
completely forgot about the female vice presidential candidate. They were like, no, Biden's our guy. He's going to do great things as vice president. This Obama guy, who knows about him? I mean, he's black. Biden was where the excitement was all along. That's a great point. Number two, winning despite losing most bellwether counties. Biden is set to become the first president in 60 years to lose the states of Ohio and Florida on his way to election. For a century, these states have consistently predicted the national outcome, and they have been considered roughly representative of the American melting pot as a whole. Despite national polling giving Biden a lead in both states, he lost Ohio by eight points and Florida by more than three. For Biden to lose these key bell- bellwethers by notable margins and still win the national election is newsworthy. Not since the mafia allegedly aided John F. Kennedy in winning Illinois over Richard Nixon in 1960 has an American president pulled off this neat trick. Even more unbelievably, Biden is on his way to winning the White House after having lost almost every historic bellwether county across the country. The Wall Street Journal and the Epoch Times independently analyze the results of 19 counties around the United States that have nearly perfect presidential voting records over the last 40 years. President Trump won every single bellwether county except Clallam County in Washington. Whereas the former VP picked up Clallam by about three points, President Trump's margin of victory in the other 18 counties averaged over 16 points. In a larger list of 58 bellwether counties that have correctly picked the president since 2000, Trump won 51 of them by an average of 15 points, while the other seven went to Biden by around four points. Bellwether counties overwhelmingly chose President Trump, but Biden found a path to victory anyway. Isn't that incredible? Biden made just historic achievements in this election. It's almost mathematically impossible for him to do what he did. But you got to remember, there's always cheating. And if you cheat, you can do mathematically impossible things. That's the whole thing about cheating. It allows you to do things that you otherwise wouldn't have been allowed to do. Amazing. Joe Biden. God, what a what a masterful operator. Number three, Biden trailed Clinton, except in a select few cities. (laughs) My God. So here we go. Patrick Basham, a pollster with an accurate track record and the director of the Democracy Institute in D.C., highlighted two observations made by fellow colleagues, polling guru Richard Barris of Big Data Polling and Washington Post election analyst Robert Barnes. Barris noted a statistical oddity, odyssey, a statistical odyssey. Barris noted a statistical oddity from 2020's election returns. Biden underperformed Hillary Clinton in every major metro area around the country, save for Milwaukee, Detroit, Atlanta, and Philadelphia. Barnes added that in those big cities in swing states run by Democrats, the vote even exceeded the number of registered voters. In the states that mattered most, 
So many mail-in ballots poured in for Biden from the cities that he put up record-breaking numbers and overturned state totals that looked like comfortable leads for President Trump. If Democrats succeeded in eliminating the Electoral College, Biden's magic formula for churning out overwhelming vote totals in a handful of cities should make the Democrats unbeatable. Man, that's amazing. So Donald Trump beat Hillary Clinton in 2016. And he won all of these swing states. But Biden underperforms Hillary while Donald Trump adds at least 10 million votes to his total. But Biden kicked the shit out of both of them in Milwaukee, Detroit, Atlanta and Philadelphia. God, what incredible focused targeted campaigning. Biden knew exactly where to go for votes. And sometimes it wasn't even to people. He would just go to different machines or different ways of sending ballots or different ways of casting ballots or different ways of counting ballots, including but not limited to changing the answers on ballots and making sure that Republicans couldn't see what they were doing ever. And making up water main breaks that shut down voting for a few hours while you kick out all the people and bring in new ones to count new votes that come in in the middle of the night. Amazing, amazing. The technical operation, the technology they must have used to target every single possible vote in four major cities that would change the entire election for them. Wow. Wow. That's really expert shit. Good for him, man. What an operation. What an exact operation. So targeted that he was able to find dead people who would vote for them. People that didn't even exist. Poof. That's amazing. Number four, Biden won despite Democrat losses everywhere else. Randy DeSoto noted in the Western Journal that Donald Trump was pretty much the only incumbent president in U.S. history to lose his reelection while his own party gained seats in the House of Representatives. Now, that's a Biden miracle. In 2020, the Cook Political Report and the New York Times rated 27 House seats as toss ups going into Election Day. Right now, Republicans appear to have won all 27. Democrats failed to flip a single state House chamber while Republicans flipped both the House and Senate in New Hampshire and expanded their dominance of state legislatures across the country. Christina Polizzi, a spokesperson for the Democratic Legislative Campaign Committee, went so far as to state it's clear that Trump isn't an anchor for the Republican legislative candidates. He's a buoy. Hmm. Amazingly, Biden beat the guy who lifted all other Republicans to victory. Now that's historic. Isn't that amazing? All of those people who voted for those Congress people and their state Congress people failed to vote for Donald Trump. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that. That does sound weird. 
And then there were, you know, there were all those votes with just Joe Biden filled in for president and then nothing else filled out. I mean, there were hundreds of thousands of those and they all came in at exactly the same time, which is unusual. And they were all the mail-in votes, even though mail-in votes get filled out at home where you can take all the time you need to fill out all the other races, huh? Man, all those Democrats who were super enthused to vote for Joe Biden only voted for Biden on their mail-in ballot that they filled out at home, for sure. Yeah, that's weird, man. I mean, there is a thing called roll-off that usually does happen where like people will only vote the top of the ticket or the stuff that they know and then they'll leave other down-ballot races empty. But that happens at polling places. Usually when people have had to wait in line to vote and they have other things to do, it's awfully strange to have that happen with hundreds of thousands of mail-in votes that showed up at the same time and were all showing up after the polls closed and including the next day and however many days it takes to get the number over Trump's number. That's odd, huh? Huh? But then again, I mean, Biden knows what he's doing clearly. His system is so amazing. Here's number five. Biden overcame Trump's commanding primary vote. In the past, primary vote totals have been remarkably accurate in predicting general election winners. Political analyst David Chapman highlighted three historical facts before the election. First, no incumbent who has received 75% of the total primary vote has lost reelection. Second, President Trump received 94% of the primary vote, which is the fourth highest of all time, higher than Dwight Eisenhower, Richard Nixon, Bill Clinton, or Barack Obama. In fact, Trump is only one of five incumbents since 1912 to receive more than 90% of the primary vote. Third, Trump set a record. For most primary votes received by an incumbent when more than 18 million people turned out for him in 2020, the previous record held by Bill Clinton was half that number for Biden to prevail in the general election, despite Trump's historic support in the primaries turns a century's worth of prior election data on its head. Joe Biden achieved the impossible. It's interesting that many more journalists aren't pointing that out. The article comes from J.B. Shirk, and it's in The Federalist. Read it. But he's right. Joe Biden achieved the impossible by cheating. That's the thing. Because otherwise, what Joe Biden did actually is impossible, which means he didn't do it. And there's all sorts of proof of cheating. So you can pretty much see how it happened. The fact that we're still having this discussion is amazing. And it is also a credit to how done the media is. Again, I said in April, the media's choice to view everything, including COVID, through the lens of whether it helped or hurt Donald Trump was never going to work. People would figure it out. Reality would not match. They would understand that they have been lied to and are consistently lied to by these people and they would stop believing them. The media and the people controlling the media and the Democrats and big tech and everyone else 
all thought that the media would be able to force this conclusion that we would all give up, that enough people would say, oh, it's over, it's over and and shame you into silence again and shame people like me into silence again. They would call us conspiracy theorists and say that we wanted to tear down the nation and that we were trying to attempt a coup and that we were stealing an election. No, 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 no. I think that there were four claims I made. So there's no to each one of those claims. You can divide them up appropriately if I got the numbers wrong. If we need another no, you can take it from the sentence I just said, and then you can put it directly toward the question that I forgot to say no to. But we aren't going anywhere. And that's the greatest part. And this feeling must be setting in for them. They must be realizing it because they did not expect to have to cover this stuff for this long. Even Joe Biden made a strange speech yesterday. He uh, gave his Thanksgiving address to the nation. And it no longer has the backdrop that says office of the president elect behind him. Strange that they would just stop saying that out of nowhere, isn't it? I mean, he is the president elect, isn't he? I mean, that's what they've been telling us. But he got rid of that and changed it for some seal. And I don't mean like the kind that hangs out in the ocean and claps like Nancy Pelosi. I mean, a presidential looking seal. It's like a bird holding shit with its talons. And whenever a bird is holding shit with its talons, you know that shit is serious. He chose an odd color scheme for his new backdrop. It's uh, red and yellow. You know, like communism. Strange. Just an observation here. Just an observation. It really is amazing to me that they are still trying to pretend he's the president-elect. I mean, what could be more stupid and irresponsible? Like, they just look fucking ridiculous. Ridiculous. Donald Trump tweeted, I think maybe Trump must be listening to the show or something because he's now going with my argument of where is the evidence that Joe Biden actually got 80 million votes. He tweeted, Biden can only enter the White House as president if he can prove that his ridiculous 80 million votes were not fraudulently or illegally obtained. When you see what happened in Detroit, Atlanta, Philadelphia, and Milwaukee, massive voter fraud, he's got a big unsolvable problem. Correct. The president is correct. Joe Biden cannot prove that he has 80 million votes out there. There is no way that we could track down all 80 million votes and count them. That's the first way to know. Have they destroyed envelopes? Yes, they have. Have they lost USBs? For sure. Did they invent a whole bunch of illegal ballots? Yup. Can we count them? No. Why not? Because Joe Biden has to be the president-elect. Sounded like Bernie Sanders there almost. I haven't done my Bernie Sanders impression in a very long time. I don't think now is the moment, but it'll come back when it's good and ready, when it's piping hot. 
Trump also tweeted yesterday about how uh, Section 230 protecting the big tech companies needs to be, quote, terminated immediately. I don't know why he used the word terminated in there. Um, I was talking to a friend of mine about this this morning, and I, I theorized that potentially he was basically just going to use elements of Arnold Schwarzenegger films to name all of all of the different methods by which they're destroying Joe Biden. They're going to terminate Section 230. Sidney Powell released the Kraken. Maybe they're going to have a uh, total recall for Gavin Newsom and uh, Andrew Cuomo. That would be great. He could do something called true lies for the fake media. Just in the interest of full transparency, my friend was the one that mentioned total recall. And then I made an on top of that joke. So he gets at least partial credit for that one. But yeah, the tech companies are in big, big trouble. And again, if you haven't read the Instagram uh, terms of service, you really should like front and center. They are describing your rights and the fact that if you continue to use their platform after December 20th, 2020, you opt in to agreeing with their terms of service. And those terms of service limit your ability to join a class action lawsuit against them. Why would they bring that up unless they're expecting a class action lawsuit? And for sure they are because they've done tons of illegal shit on behalf of foreign countries. And Mark Zuckerberg personally paid, personally paid $400 million to Democrat strongholds around the country to change their methods of voting, including the drop boxes, including paying off election judges. They can go fuck themselves. Thank you for the money. But yeah, they are not platforms. They are publishers. If they decide what is true and what is false in the world, they are not platforms. That is not the role of a platform. Yesterday, Twitter suspended the account of the Plot Against the President movie. If you don't know what that is, watch it immediately. After you do that, listen to my interview with the director, Amanda Milius, from this past Sunday. Her account on Twitter, gone. Why? Because the film is too dangerous. It is too dangerous for people to see the truth about what the Democrat Party has done. In compliance with the FBI, the CIA, Barack Obama, Joe Biden, the Justice Department, and the tech companies. It is too dangerous for you to watch the plot against the president. And so Twitter makes sure that you don't find out about it. And when you think that it's overboard to say that Twitter can make sure people don't find out about it, remember that social media and the mainstream media failed to cover Joe Biden's numerous scandals, including China, Ukraine, everything his grotesque son did, 
Joe Biden's own sexual assault allegations and general creepiness. They failed to cover all of that. And 17 percent of Biden voters in swing states said that had they known any of that, they would have voted for Donald Trump. So, yes, they can. Yes, we can. Make sure that people don't find out about stuff. This really, really is important. They also suspended the accounts of Doug Mastriano in Pennsylvania, who said today on the war room that they will take back the power to send electors. So he is now canceled on social media for being a state senator who is willing to stand up to the theft of our country by the Democrats and China. Gateway Pundit has a piece up now. Sidney Powell witness, whom New York Times described as always the smartest person in the room, concludes hundreds of thousands of votes transferred from Trump to Biden in all battleground states. And I'm going to go ahead and say that it happened in all states, period, because I am convinced that it did. But we'll get to see that later. Quoting here, first from the Gateway Pundit and then from his statement. In his statement to Sidney Powell, Dr. Keshavar's Nia, I think I said that right. I hope I said that right. Concludes that the election data in all battleground states were altered, resulting in hundreds of thousands of Trump votes transferred to Joe Biden. This is the 17th claim. I think it's the last one in the good doctor's uh, sworn affidavit. I conclude with high confidence that the election 2020 data were altered in all battleground states, resulting in hundreds of thousands of votes that were cast for President Trump to be transferred to Vice President Biden. These alterations were the result of systemic and widespread exploitable vulnerabilities in DVS CIDL slash SOE software and Smartmatic systems that enabled operators to achieve the desired results. In my view, the evidence is overwhelming and incontrovertible. Pursuant to 28 USS 1746, I declare under penalty of perjury under the laws of the United States of America that the foregoing is true and correct to the best of my knowledge. Signed on November 25th, 2020. Now, the New York Times says this guy is one of the smartest, is always the smartest person in the room. He is, this is quoting the article again. He is an experienced ethical hacker, big data architect, and cloud security expert in cloud computing, blockchain technology, and big data analytic solutions. He has led or supported the CIA, NSA, DHS, U.S. CERT, U.S. Cybercom, and the FBI. Is that enough? Is that enough evidence to believe yet? Back to his statement. In my view, the evidence is overwhelming and incontrovertible. There is no doubt this election was stolen. Or as I prefer saying, they attempted to steal it because it is not theirs and it will not be theirs. 
So what really happened is we caught them trying to steal. This is the single greatest crime against America in our history. Every Democrat in office is complicit. And many Republicans as well. You know, I often think about like what these people say versus what they actually know. Are we to imagine, for instance, that Adam Schiff doesn't know the truth about what he said over the years about Michael Flynn, about Russia, about Ukraine, about Donald Trump, about what his own witnesses said to him? He has misrepresented all of those. Are we to imagine that Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez isn't aware of that? It's just some secret cabal at the top of the Democrat Party and the other members don't understand what's going on. They never bother looking into it. Are we really to believe that they are all just ignorant of these crimes? But none of them speak out. Where's the Democrat Party whistleblower? Where's a Black Lives Matter whistleblower? Where's an Antifa whistleblower? Where are the people that are supposed to be serving America? They're hiding or they are controlled, period. Incontrovertible evidence that vote totals were switched from Trump to Biden in all of these battleground states and likely many more places. How many millions, millions of votes were taken from Donald Trump and given to Joe Biden? Millions of votes. This man says he has proof of hundreds of thousands just in these swing states. Are we meant to believe it doesn't happen in California? The most corrupt of all Democrat strongholds. Yes, New York, Washington, D.C. and Illinois all have great arguments about being more corrupt and Philadelphia for real. But I think California takes the cake right now. Millions of votes. Does anyone believe Joe Biden won 7 million more votes than Donald Trump? How stupid would you have to be? Donald Trump will not only win the Electoral College if the election is decided that way. He will win the popular vote when this is all said and done. The Democrats are likely hoping that none of these recounts happen. They're probably preferring the idea that the responsibility shifts to the legislature so that they can claim that the Republicans actually enacted a coup and somehow overrode the Constitution and somehow overrode the will of the voters. That is what they are going to claim. And they are better off claiming that because then they can still pretend that Biden actually won the popular vote and that the mandate for the country was on the Democrat side and not the Republican side. But that, of course, is a lie. And we need to know it's a lie, even if we are never shown it by the mainstream media. In fact, the thing is, the mainstream media agreeing and a bunch of dumb commies and maskies agreeing is no longer the standard of truth. If it was, the conversation would already be over, but it's not over. And the mainstream media knows it. And your commie maskie friends know it. 
For too long, we have decided that the standard of proof is whether those people will go along with it. The standard of truth is whether or not the claim is rooted in provable reality. They do not have that on their side. We do. We do not need to convince these people anymore. Why do we need to convince them? What about your life depends on convincing these people that you are right? It doesn't matter if they are never convinced. It matters if we know and it matters that what we know matches reality. It does not matter what your commie friends say or your commie mommy at Thanksgiving dinner. I had to. I had to. You guys understand that? I had to. You think I was not going to say commie mommy right when I first thought of it? Who knows what the future of commie mommy is? Not me. I didn't even know it was happening when it happened. Last thing I want to talk about is something I was thinking about this morning. We're talking about all these surging cases everywhere for COVID. It's surging again. My God, we've got a surge. Oh my God, I've detected a surge in the force. What happened a couple of weeks ago? I talked about it on this podcast. We all received emergency alerts from our states and cities telling us that they were worried about a second wave and that they were going to make testing free and available all over the place. And now they have little stations, test, little test stations set up everywhere, street corners, whatever the fuck. Hey, give us your DNA right now and then let us track your movement full time. Sound good? Want a free test? You got it, buddy. What happens when you do thousands of more free tests? What happens when you don't have to have someone pay for those tests anymore? Because by golly, the state of California will just pay for them endlessly, even though we're in trillions of dollars of debt, or maybe not trillions, fine. I was exaggerating. Hundreds of billions. Thanks, Gavin. So people don't want to pay for their own tests, so they stop getting tested because they're like, man, this is stupid. So they make it free. And then, of course, they force testing on all of the, you know, productions, the film and television and commercial productions. They all have to test constantly, like multiple times a week, constantly. Every single person getting tested multiple times a week. Do you know how insane that is? We're testing people for a disease they clearly don't have that also can't kill them. And we're paying hundreds of millions of dollars that we don't have for it. That's good. That's very smart management, Gavin. And why did you do that? Oh, to create a surge. Got it. So you make sure that everybody in the entire state, and this happened in multiple states, they all know that they can get free tests now. What was going to happen? Of course, they were going to get case surges. And then they're going to call those case surges extremely dangerous. And then they're going to use those case surges to take more power and destroy more people's lives. This is a dystopian nightmare brought to you entirely, entirely by Democrats and their supporters. 
You can thank personally every Joe Biden voter for destroying your business because that is exactly what they participated in. And they did so knowingly. They will feign surprise. Oh, my God. Well, I didn't think there were going to be more lockdowns. Well, yeah, like I understand we were going to have restrictions, but, you know, I didn't think that restaurants were going to be closed. Fucking idiots, man. Everybody tried to tell you everybody. Biden voters just went out of town They went to their second homes. They huddled up with Netflix. They ordered Postmates and they pretended that their decisions were just fine. They were being responsible. They were saving lives. They were following the science and the data. No, it is their responsibility. All of this, 100% of this is their responsibility. They couldn't even say no to China who brought the virus here in the first place. And then they'll try to say something about Trump's national strategy. Go fuck yourself, commie. Tell me what a national strategy is. Tell me what federalism is. Can we discuss that? Can I quiz you? Can I quiz you about federalism? What's federalism, commie? Oh, you don't know? Then how do you know what a national strategy entails? Oh, you don't know that either. You just heard that that was the best That was the best response when someone says it wasn't Donald Trump's fault. Oh, right, right, right. Because it wasn't the PPE. Now we've gone on from that. It wasn't the testing. It really wasn't anything because Trump didn't do anything wrong. And it certainly wasn't the China travel ban that he did months before even Anthony Fauci said it was going to be a problem. No, 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 no. All those things have gone by the wayside now. It's just that Trump didn't have a national strategy. Let me quiz you on federalism. Let me quiz you. That's it. Just let me quiz you. If I can quiz you, then I'll think you're smart again. If you let me quiz you and you have answers to all of this, then I'll pretend that you're smart while you voted for Joe Biden and destroyed the economy and lives of countless thousands of hardworking Americans, you fucking commies and maskies. God! I was trying to end it on a happy note. But here's the happy note. The red wave is still washing over us and Donald Trump is going to kick some ass this weekend. So happy Thanksgiving. Hallelujah. We get to have America still because we won and we will confirm that win and they will go bye-bye because we are ruining their globalist plot forever and their stranglehold on our culture. The American Renaissance is just around the corner. I will be back on Monday at the same reasonable time on the same reasonable podcast network. I don't have a network. Joe Biden will never be president. Goodbye. Whether you're a total newbie to podcasting, or even if you've had a show before like me, you know how intimidating it can be to start your show. The tech side especially can be daunting. That's why I'm so grateful Anchor exists. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. They knock down all the barriers to entry. Let me explain. First off, it's free. I don't know how or why, but I'm happy about it. The platform's great. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. 
Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. I can't even begin to describe how much easier it was to get my show on all the major platforms this time than it was a few years ago. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's right. You build your show, you make money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place, and the company is committed to the success of its content creators. Go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks for listening. Please follow the podcast on Instagram and Parler at I'm Your Moderator. Soon I'll be up on Rumble with a video aspect. In the meantime, if you'd like to support the show, I have a Substack, I'm your moderator.substack.com, where you can donate, or you can donate at anchor.fm by searching Be Reasonable with your moderator, Chris Paul. I hope to see you soon. Back out on the rain. Acting as moderator for tonight's broadcast. It's hot!